This is the Ricochet Report. The Ricochet Report. Welcome to the Ricochet Report, the show that talks everything and anything firearms. I'm your host, Brad, and on today's episode, I'm very excited to do uh, one of these mini-episodes, these mini-series, where I, Brad, uh, talk to you for a couple minutes about a topic I think uh, necessary. So let's get right into it. Today's dr- today's topic is dry fire. Um, if you don't dry fire, you're wrong. Plain and simple. Dry fire is one of the most valuable tools we have um, at our disposal, uh, and too many people are not using it. And it doesn't matter if you're a competition shooter, if you're a law enforcement officer, if you're a hunter, a uh, recreational shooter, uh, or just have a firearm at home for home defense. Uh, what better place to practice dry fire if you're a home defender than in your home, right? What better place to practice dry fire uh, than any opportunity you have to practice dry fire, right? If you're a competitive shooter and you're going to a competition and you're staying at a hotel the night before, practice dry fire. Like there are so many valuable times where you can practice dry fire, but we don't because we like to be lazy, etc. And dry fire is one of those tools that is literally free. It can cost a little bit to improve your capabilities while practicing dry fire, what tools you have at your disposal. Um, and it can cost a lot more if you really want to take it and elevate it to the next level. So there are a lot of different ways, um, you can go about, uh, doing dry fire. Uh, so real simple, the basic, uh, principle, let, uh, let's get this important. The most important part of dry fire. Um, I want to harp on this right now before we continue on the most important part of dry fire is safety. All right. You are handling your firearm in a manner, um, where you will be pressing the trigger. So we have to make sure there is no live ammunition, uh, anywhere around. All right. We don't want to make the mistake of picking up a magazine with live rounds in it and chambering it and pulling the trigger. So no live ammunition anywhere around. All right. Take it, put it in a different room. Then you're going to be doing the dry fire altogether. Okay. Put it in a drawer, put it in a safe, get it out of sight. There is no possible way that you can grab that. That is key. Okay. So what is dry fire going to accomplish, right? Dry fire is going to help us with multiple different things, right? Uh, practicing our trigger press, right? We want to press that trigger to the rear. If you're somebody that consistently, um, is milking the grip, right? You're squeezing the trigger too hard. You're jerking the trigger, all these different things, right? You're pulling it at the wrong point of your finger. All these different things can be, uh, perfected, can be accomplished through dry fire. So you're not wasting ammunition and time on the range. And you can use your ammunition almost as a diagnostic tool to see that what you've been doing in dry fire is working. Okay. I'm not saying never fire again by any means that that's ridiculous, but especially now when ammo prices are so expensive, even though they've been coming down a little bit, um, Dry fire, fantastic tool. So you can practice your trigger press. You can practice your trigger reset. You can really focus on that reset when you're not under pressure and other people are shooting around next to you. Um, it is a great time to feel that reset. You can hear the audible click because no one else is shooting around you. Um, so you really can get that locked down. Uh, you can practice target acquisition and multi-target acquisition, okay? And we'll talk about ways to accomplish that. But the point is, 
You can practice seeing your target, seeing your front sight, lining up your rear sights with the front sight and the target all in a calm and controlled environment that is set to your pace exactly. Um, you can practice your reloads, right? Multiple magazines. You can practice drawing from your holster, whether that's a duty holster, a competition holster from concealment, whether it's appendix or three o'clock or wherever you want to draw from, this is your chance to practice drawing from that holster. What a beautiful thing. Um, if you have your firearm locked up in a bedside safe, this is your chance to practice like under pressure, retrieving it out of that safe. Like this is your chance to do that. So many people just assume, all right, I have the safe. I'm good to go. Well, have you ever practiced getting it out of the safe in a timely manner? Like set a time that you have to do it in because that's what's going to happen in the real world. So that's a great thing to practice. Um, practice drawing from different positions, right? We don't know what positions we're going to find ourselves in in an altercation, right? If I carry appendix and I get in, in into a physical altercation in the street, am I going to end up on top of somebody, right? Am I going to end up on my back? Am I going to end up pinned against the wall? Am I going to be in a seated position? We don't know. So practice all the different positions that you can find uh, yourself in, right? And that's the best way to go about it. Um, watch a movie, watch a TV show and in like an action movie and see all the different positions they end up in while fighting and try drawing from each of those positions because it can happen right uh and you're in a controlled and safe environment to do so practice manipulating your firearm with simulated injuries right who's to say you're not going to have one hand out of the fight one finger out of the fight uh etc 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 so work on those types of things now here's the beauty of dry fire um, for starters, all you need is your gun. Pick one of your guns, whether it's your carry gun, a competition gun, it's, whatever it is, pick up your gun, rack the slide, pull the trigger. That is dry fire, plain and simple. So the simplest form of it, all you need is your gun. <clears throat> That's a fantastic thing. Now, if we want to elevate our dry fire, how can we make it better? How can we feel like we're doing more and learning more? We can implement certain tools. So if you have a semi-automatic firearm, that would mean you have a magazine, right? If you have multiple magazines, now we're really talking. Now we're cooking with fire, all right? So the next tool after you just practice working that trigger on an empty firearm, incorporate those magazines, right? Practice your reloads, okay? Whether that's an appendix rig with a sidecar, your magazine's in your pocket, <coughs> it's your competition rig with a bunch of magazines on it, right? Practice your reloads, practice them from different positions, practice them all with one hand, practice manipulating them, um, in multiple ways. Now, what else can I do? Right? So practice with your holster, like I said before. So you have a holster and magazines, right? So you're working all of that in now, put snap caps into your magazines, right? Practice your malfunction clearing phase one, phase two, um, maybe if you want to save some empty brass that you've used, you can incorporate, you can do things like, uh, uh, failure to extract, you can set up stove pipes, all these different types of scenarios that instead of you saying on the range, what the heck is happening? If you're a less experienced shooter, set them up in a dry fire scenario, fantastic way. And, um, if you're using empty casings, that's free, right? You pick them up at the range. You've shot them before. You pick them up. They're good to go. Uh, snap caps are extremely cheap and great tool that you can have to do that. Targets and decals. I can't say enough about this. My girlfriend thinks I'm crazy, but our wall in our apartment has decals all over it 
which are just like when you were a kid and you got a decal of your favorite action hero or your favorite movie, TV show, character, whatever it is. They peel off and stick multiple times. They don't damage the paint or anything like that. And I have targets of different sizes, um, different shapes, steel poppers, um, USPSA, IPSC, swingers, right? It actually moves <clears throat> all over the walls in different areas of the apartment. Um, now, one thing I will say is it's really important that you make you get into the habit of when it's time to dry fire, you remove all ammunition from the area. And the reason I bring it up again is because the last thing you want to do is you carry every day and you get home. And as soon as you see that target, you go to do your draw and pull the trigger and on a live firearm. So get into the habit of before you start dry fire, it's kind of like a ritual, like ammunition goes there, you clap your hands, you spin in a circle, then it's time to start. So if you don't do that stuff, you don't get into the habit of just drawing as soon as you get home when you see that target and and go about it. So make sure you do something, some sort of ritual that says it's dry fire time and it's a reassurance that you've taken precautions, okay? You can use regular targets. You don't have to go get decals, right? You can print up targets off the internet. That's free, right? It'll cost you your paper and some ink from your printer. No big deal. Um, if you're a hunter, you can print up targets of whatever you'd like. Deer, whatever it is that you're planning on harvesting. Um, a simple bullseye target, if you want to start with that. That's a great uh, tool that you can use. So now you're talking about multiple target acquisitions. I can time I'm going to fire two here, two here, two here, perform my reload, fire another three on poppers, another two, another two, another reload. Um, so that's something important. Now, if you're going to be doing reloads and dropping magazines to the floor, when I first started, I was doing it over a couch or over a bed. Now it's gotten to the point where with movement, I don't want to bother my neighbors in the apartment downstairs, nor do I want to scratch up the wood floors. Um, so we bought some of those puzzle pieces like gym mats foam. I got them at Harbor Freight, super cheap, uh, like $5 a pack of four. They cover a decent amount of area. I got a few packs and that way my magazines hit that and not directly into the hardwood floor. So that's a great thing to do. Uh, now we're going to start talking about, uh, things that are a little bit more expensive, but also valuable tools that can help you. So, um, the dry fire mag, if you're not familiar with dry fire mag, I plan on doing a, a releasing a YouTube video shortly. Um, what it is, and, and simple is it's a, uh, it's a magazine, um, or looks very much like a magazine. It inserts into your firearm and it allows your trigger to reset over and over and over. So you're not racking your slide. Now understand with that dry fire mag, you can't drop it freely to the floor. Um, it has to be for your specific firearm, um, or specific type of firearm. Um, but it is a valuable tool where you, you can focus on multiple trigger presses, uh, without having to do, uh, without having to re-rack your slide each time. Um, but it will not drop freely. And even if it did, I wouldn't suggest it because I don't want to drop that expensive mechanism down to the floor. The dry fire mag does cost around a hundred dollars, uh, but it is a great tool and it comes with different springs. So you can set different weights on your trigger pulls. So if you work for a department that has a 12 pound trigger, you have that and you have everything in between three, five, seven, etc. So that's a really great tool. Uh, a shot timer. A shot timer is wonderful. If you don't have a shot timer already, you should have one for when you go to the range. It's great for drills. But what you can do with a shot timer that's really nice is you can incorporate random times for it to go off. So you press the button and then you kind of wait and then it goes off. So you're not rushing to the firearm as soon as you pull the uh, push the button. And you can also set a second timer to go off. So you hit it, timer goes off, and then four seconds later it goes off again. And now you can try to beat yourself. Like set it up to go off. And then after 1.5 seconds, it goes off again and see if you can get your firearm successfully out of the holster and on target. 
Um, you can set it up for four seconds and have try to perform a reload and move to a new area and be on target with your next trigger pull. Um, so you have multiple things you can kind of do uh, with a shot timer. That's a very valuable tool because you can have it set up for to beep twice with uh, set intervals in between, which is a very nice tool. And again, shot timers, you're probably talking around 100 bucks, depending on which model you go with. They're available on Amazon, so are the dry fire mags. Uh, moving on, things getting a little bit more expensive now. Laser systems. All right, you have Mantis, which is a very popular one for pistols, for ARs, etc. Um, laser ammo. Uh, and, and now what we're talking about is having a visible laser that's going to hit either a target that you have on the wall and you're going to use your eyes to kind of tell yourself where you hit, or we can integrate... Um, these custom targets that work specifically with these lasers um, that will tell you where you hit, whether the target makes a beep noise, it lights up, it shows a little spot where you hit, um, you record it on video and you play it back, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there are also videos we can watch. We can do kind of like scenario videos, like in a FATS machine, a firearms training simulator, um, whether they work with the laser system uh, whether they're just on their own and it's kind of a training purpose, that's something you could do. Uh, there are some type of weapon systems that cycle. You can get these like green gas magazines that work with your firearm, kind of like an airsoft gun, and it'll allow your it'll allow your slide and everything to cycle on its own. Um, and it simulates it in that sense. Just keep in mind if you live in an apartment in a crowded city, it may not be the best idea, but uh, you know your call, whatever you think is best for you. So. In simple, dry fire can be as cheap or as expensive as you want it to be. Thankfully, if you want to get all the tools I stated aside from a couple of those very last ones, like the laser and the cycling stuff, um, even the laser is worth it. Get like the Mantis system if you're running an AR, like the Blackbeard one is fantastic. Um, If you're going to run the AR, I think that's a very good tool to have. As far as the pistol goes, the dry fire mag is great. Um, I would certainly recommend that. Uh, the shot timer is a must definitely go for that. You already have a bunch of spare magazines, get some decals. I got my decals from uh, go fast. Don't suck. You can get them there. You can look them up online guys. It is inexpensive near. It's anywhere from free to very inexpensive to a couple of hundred bucks. And you can practice successfully, um, for what you're planning on doing. And I have to tell you guys, I don't get a chance to go to the range, uh, as often as I'd like to. And a lot of my you know, I put this in air quotes and obviously you can't see that. And my quote unquote success in competitions. And when I say that I'm not placing first or second, but I am doing very well for someone who's new. Um, and that is because of dry fire. The time you put, it's kind of like all that time you put shooting free throws is going to help when your time to play the live game. And this is the same thing here. All the time you spend doing dry fire is going to help when it's time for you to do what it is that you need to do. No matter what type of shooter you are, dry fire is for you. So, do your dry fire, keep training, stay safe. You're listening to The Ricochet Report. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please, guys, share it with everyone you know. Uh, The best way to help me grow this podcast is by sharing it. It is available on all podcast platforms. Apple, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it, it's there. It's also available on its own website. Um, The best way to find all of that is go to the Instagram. The Instagram is the number one place to find everything to keep up to date with the podcast. So you can go to um, 
at the Ricochet Report on Instagram. Hit that link tree. It'll take you to our website. It'll take you to the YouTube. It'll take you to uh, the Facebook. It'll take you to buy me a coffee. So if you want to support me uh, on this show, these podcasts are performed at weird times. For example, this one is right now being recorded out of a Sheridan uh, away from home because that's the way life goes sometimes. So if you want to support me, uh, you can go ahead and buy me a coffee. It helps me record these podcasts at awkward times of the day slash night. Um, the YouTube page, we got uh, tons of content coming out, so stay tuned for that. Uh, that's really all I got for you guys on this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned. These episodes are now going to be pumped out every Monday. So every Monday, another episode is coming out. Um, first and third are with guests, and they're lengthy. And the ones in between are myself giving you guys some advice that I hope helps you. Um, and that is all I have. So please, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know. Stay tuned for more good stuff. I'll see you around.